0: Was that Tony? I asked. I was starting to feel self-conscious. I'd only studied French and Latin. What? Oh yeah, he's coming. You can wait over there, she said. I awkwardly strolled around the lobby looking at a painting of Grandpa Crawford, who founded the funeral home decades earlier, and ushered his son into the family business. I would later learn this was the norm. Working in death isn't something most people choose, it kind of chooses them. Liz, what can I do for you? Said Tony, walking up behind me. I felt the stares of both receptionists and pulled my Hermes bag behind me. Maybe we can talk in your office. I plopped myself down in the same leather chair where I had laid out the plans for Dad's funeral. I'm wondering if you have any job openings. I said, no sense in beating around the bush tony scratched his head like he didn't quite understand i have lots of experience planning events mostly charity fundraisers and that sort of thing for friends although i know a lot of people in the restaurant and nightclub businesses too i used those skills to help plan my father's funeral so i'm thinking i could keep doing that you don't want to work here he said looking at his watch and letting out a sigh why would a girl like you want to work at a funeral home I know your clientele, I said. I know them better than anyone here, I bet. Tony shuffled a stack of papers in front of him. Dead silence. The only opening I have is for a secretary, he said. But you'd have to join our union, and it only pays like thirty grand a year. He shrugged. That's it. I'm telling you, you don't want- I'll take it, I said, smiling. I wasn't sure why, but something about being back at Crawford felt right. Plus, I figured if I got bored, I could always quit and go intern or go back to event planning. Although the latter kind of made me want to vomit. It seemed like no matter what party I was asked to plan, the next question was always, and can you get your famous friends to come? This was like event planning, but I didn't have to make the guest list, and the guest of honor would never be a pain in the ass. A few minutes later, I was at the front desk filling out paperwork as quickly as possible, mostly union stuff and copies of my photo ID. Well, that was easy. I said to the receptionist, who looked barely awake, Looks like we'll be working together. I continued, convinced that she'd warm up to me, as people usually did. She must have had a rough morning. Shame, I thought. "Uh Uh-huh, she said, taking the paperwork from me and tossing it in a pile next to the phone. Maggie was less than thrilled when I got back to the sidewalk, but she was easily appeased once I stopped at a nearby bakery to get her an organic dog cookie, her favorite. I bought myself a celebratory Linzer cookie as well. I hadn't expected to be offered a job on the spot, although things like that had a way of working out for me. Maggie, isn't this exciting? I said as we both bit into our cookies. I'm going to plan fabulous funerals. I invited Max and Gabby over for dinner that night to tell them the news. Max said I would last two weeks, tops. But to my surprise, he didn't try to talk me out of it. Gabby was more worried about whether or not my job would interfere with our plans to go to London for a friend's birthday bash the following weekend. I shrugged. I don't have my schedule yet, but it's possible. Well, you could always quit, I guess. I haven't even started, I said, mixing a kettle one and club soda. Plus, I'm not going to quit a job to go to a party. That's insane. You can't miss it. It's gonna be the party of the year. I will seriously freak out if you don't come with. Max pointed to my drink. You better make that a double before you call Mom to tell her about your glamorous gig as a death secretary, he said.